are you playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Scootin' Sean. This is Trickmaster Thomas and Mason, who is not Tony Hawk. And we played... Stuck in a hole, How are you guys doing? Welcome to another entry in an episode of Games We Struggle to Stretch Out Talking About. <laughs> that Mason picked. That I, <laughs> I'm starting to sense a theme here that I don't like. So, we played 2002's classic? Classic. 2002's classic magnum qu- opus. 2002's uh, Game of the Game. It is... It is so it was it is a tony hawk slash skateboarding knockoff but with scooters pretty much yeah if you've ever played a tony hawk or a, or a dave mirror game you've played this game pretty it, much it, it has a lot of like bmx elements but all but all the skateboarding tricks and and they're on scooters yeah it's um because we needed to make scooters cool in 2000 for <laughs> you know Everybody, everybody had scooters, didn't they? Yeah, I, I definitely. Everyone was scooting. Everybody was scooting along. Scooting along. Um, scooting USA, baby. Scooting USA. I would play that game, actually. It's just cruising USA, but everyone's on scooters. So how and we, it's still as fast as cruising. How we came to this game is, is a, a kind of a fun little tidbit. If anybody remembers the Larry Boy and the Bad Apple episode. Which feels uh, like forever one, ago. Uh, Even though it wasn't... Uh, we, we, we covered that, and we were talking about the studio, Papaya Studios. And in their games, we we kind of made a comment of, wow, they don't do a lot of um, non-licensed games. They do, yeah. There was, mo- like, a, like most of their uh, library was licensed games, yeah. And one title, though, stuck out as immediately like, that's not a license. World Tour. One of their one of what two original games they did, right? I believe so, and uh, I bought immediately that game. You can hear him buy it in the episode. It's true. So. <laughs> if you listen really closely, you can hear the sound of Sean's finger pressing his phone. Uh, it is actually their only. The it is their only non-licensed game. Is it really their only? Mm-hmm. I thought they did another one. Because they did Top Gear. Oh yeah, that was a license. Larry Boy, Disney Princesses, George of the Jungle, Coraline. Toy Story Mania, Ben 10, Alien Force, Vilgax Attacks, Ultimate Alien Cosmic Destruction, Cars, Toons, Mater's Tall Tales, and Cartoon Network Punch Time Explosion. So yeah, when, oh. they, when they were taking, when they took time out of their busy schedule making all of those games, they squirted out one original. This was actually their second and that's game. Original, that's original in quotes. Because <laughs> that's fair, because it really rips off Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, but... It was their second game, and the studio, Papaya Studios, is now no more. 2011 was their last game. So. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, 
this is a game. This it, it it's it's weird because it I don't like every every so often I have this conversation with one of my friends talking about the Pokemon games where we're like graphics shouldn't like graphics and animation shouldn't be like the be all end all of video games. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like so much of this just felt like they didn't have the budget for what they wanted to do. Maybe. And it and it felt it felt very undercooked because of that. Yeah, I, I it, it's not quite as under animated as say Eminem's Adventure was. Yeah. But yeah. it's in the same stratosphere of of uh that doesn't have an animation. Oh, that doesn't have an animation. It, it, everything just kind of happens. There's really no sense of speed or motion or anything. Like compared to the like like comparing this game to the like to the original Tony Hawk, which which is what it's very much trying to be. That game had a sense of motion, a sense of speed that this game just does not have. Though everything everything just kind of moves. Yeah. Uh, the thing about this game is it has a bonkers story that really is never really followed up on in the game. There are, like, there's one cutscene at the beginning, one at the end, and in between there's, like, some race cutscenes where you interact with the people you're racing, and that's about it. So. And, like, the, the, the whole story, it's like, a, it's like a rock band that gets kidnapped through a portal... Well, and then Tony Hawk with scooters. I can actually tell you the story here. Oh boy! The band Flipside is performing at a sold-out show when all the band sure members are abruptly sucked into a portal. The band's roadie Wasa B. Oh, he's a roadie. Okay, so we were all making the joke that he was like a groupie, but no, he's like a, okay. Jumps on his scooter and rides into the portal after the kidnapped musicians. So. He picked up his... So there's your answer why it's Scooter, because it's all he had. (laughs) That leads to the other thing, like... If these are, like, portaled worlds, why are they just basically our world, but... I guess, you know, you occasionally fight a child with that's flinging cookies at you. Yeah, I kind of took... I kind of took that as it's more portals, like, across the world. Fair enough. That that actually... uh, That that, that makes sense. So more around... Instead of, like... Alien planets and stuff. Like that would have made this game a lot more interesting if you were if you were scootering on alien planets. And the uh, villain of this game, villain, uh, has the greatest name ever in video game history. Oh, the evil Doctor Skis Kicks. Okay. Evil what now? Skis Kicks. Skis Kicks. You can keep repeating that name all you want. It's not going to make it stick into my brain anymore. So, it's very indicative of this game. I could keep replaying it all I want. It's not going to stick with me. You're just going to be like, ooh, Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we, kept, we kept unlocking more levels as we got there because there was a cheat code that you can put in as you get into the level to unlock the next one. What? And no, we sh- don't use cheat codes. No, no. <laughs> Sorry to tell. Broke on. the illusion. Oh, no. <laughs> I I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, um, anyways, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Well, uh, when we kept going into different worlds, Sean was like, "Do you want to keep? You want to keep playing? You want?" And I'm like, "No, I I got everything that I needed out of the first two. Like, I got ev- I. It's it. I got everything that 
about this game out of like the first two levels. I didn't feel like I needed to. Pl- it was like when we played the. Um, it was like playing the M and M's game where I was like, I- I've played one level. I've got everything I need out of this game now. There isn't a lot of very every every level has unlockable that is like get a high score, uh, beat a couple of bosses, uh, jump over some objects, open up secret gate. It's very similar to how Tony Hawk works, where it has a bunch of objectives in one level. I find it very funny how, in a couple games previously, the roles completely reverse. Mm-hmm. Because in Eminem Adventure, not Eminem, Sneak King, Sean was kind of the one who's like, alright, I played, I played this game, I played quite a bit of this game. And he's like, no! I want to keep going. <laughs> I must see where the light at the end of this tunnel is. And with this game, and with this game, it's reversed. That's well, it's, it's because it, it's because of sneaking. Like the gameplay loop was at least interesting. This it, the gameplay loop in this is just an a, it well to an extent, not like incredibly interesting. No, I, I, like, I see what you're saying. But like this is just a weaker version of a better game. It, it really is, and that's. That's the worst part. Like, they, like I could see being a kid in the early 2000s and picking up this game and having fun with it. Like, that I can see. But I think, not to you know answer later questions, but I think picking it up now, you're like, oh, I've played a lot of other games that do right. this and do this better. Like, there's a, like, I, I feel like I must have said something like this in another, in another episode. It might have been the M&M's one, uh, but I would ra- I would rather play a bad game that was its own thing, that was its own bad game, rather than a bad game that was emulating a good game, because then I would just rather play the good game. I can I can see this being one of those games where like a kid picked it up, not exactly knowing what a Tony Hawk was or what birds are or whatever, and what the Birdman is, <laughs> and playing it and being like, yeah, this is super rad. And then years later, they look it up and it's like, yeah, this is just a Tony Hawk Pro Skater ripoff. And they're like, a what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like, take that slander of World Tour out of your mouth. <laughs> Why is this Tony Hawk game copying Wait. my favorite World Tour game? <laughs> Man, this Tony Hawk guy's a ripoff. <laughs> um, and I think, considering that our last experience with a Papaya Studio game was so positive we all yeah. had a lot of fun playing larry boy and the bad apple and some of that was just being able to talk and, and play veggie tales but I, yeah i yeah, think i, I think a lot say, of our enjoyment from that game comes from the license but also considering the amount of bad to mediocre platformers we've played that being as competent as it was it was like yeah oh, that's that's fair sweet i think coming into this because of that game and i know that the licensing is a thing and it came out four years later and so there is art already created for it. I did not expect th- this game to look as ugly as it did. It's just so bad. Especially for a GameCube game. like for. I mean, it's early GameCube. It's very early GameCube. Yeah, but like, GameCube. But like Luigi's Mansion was a, was a launch title for that game, and it looks great. That's also Nintendo produced. Also oh, remember, fair. this was, this was created. We, we played it on GameCube, but it was designed for the PlayStation 2. So it would have been a game, you know, they would have been in design not knowing maybe necessarily how the full capabilities of the GameCube were at that yeah. point. So, Plus, Luigi's Mansion, again, published by Nintendo, a very successful company. This is this company's second goddamn mm-hmm. game. That's fair. 
That's fair. There is also, you know, Nintendo, while publishing a launch title, they're working with their own system that they're creating at this point versus a company that's like, ooh, this system that has just come out, let's play with it for a little bit. They don't know all the ins and outs necessarily. Uh, And I don't think they really developed much more for the GameCube after this. I don't believe so. Yeah, this is their only GameCube game. Saw those tiny-ass discs, and they're like, the fuck is this? And then they bailed. Now they would make almost exclusively Wii games post Larry Boy and the Bad Apple. Yeah, so yeah. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like they didn't work with Nintendo again. It's just this was the only time they worked on the GameCube. So that's... It, it's just an interesting studio, and I don't know if we'll come back to it at any point. There's a couple of games on here that maybe one day... Well, I mean, one of them, uh, I, I actually played a lot when I was a kid. Uh, the the Mater's Tall Tales game. And I, I I remember that being. So we may be fun. coming back to the studio. We again. might, uh, but I, we might for my own, for the sake of my health, we might not. <laughs> we'll probably come back to it because I know me and Mason both want to take a look at Cartoon Network Punch Time. Explosion. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. That's the other game that they that they did. Yes, absolutely. Was that? Was there ever a con- was there a console release for that? Because there's there. It was I knew there was a DS it was released version. on everything. Wii. Was there a Wii? Okay. It was Wii, PS3, Xbox 360. There was, there was a release. Yeah. For okay. Because uh, for some reason, I, I thought it was a handheld only. No, it, w- it was on all the systems. So. Okay. But they're just a really interesting studio that, like, I don't know if they ever got their footing of what they wanted to be, and then they were gone. Yeah. And that's kind of... I kind of do enjoy us being able to do on this podcast, even if, you know, whoever's listening... To shine light sometimes on these developers that, like, they clearly were trying. Because, look, Larry Boy and the Bad Apple, we, there's so many cool things they tried in that game. And and I don't know if they had the time or the money to fully think. And I think this game as well, it's like, they're clearly trying some stuff. But I don't oh, yeah. know if they had the time or the money to actually live up to what they were trying to do. Yeah, they were they were, they were were a little over-ambitious, and especially in this game. With, with how little info is on this game, there's very little out there. I I don't even have, like, the sale numbers. Uh, like, I don't know how much it they sold. They couldn't have sold gonna, that much. I'm going to take a wild guess and say, yeah, it probably didn't sell much. It didn't get reviewed well. Uh, uh, IGN gave it a 5 out of 10. I'm surprised IGN even reviewed this game. Uh, GameSpot at the time gave it, I think, like a 4-something out of 10. And it's 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 Metacritic. It's I think sixty something percent. And I, th- I think so. that's I think that's very fair for the because I don't think there's anything that this game does bad except for the camera. But then again, a lot of games from that era hadn't really nailed down the camera, and especially a studio like this probably wasn't going to get the best camera in the world for this game. No, Other than, it doesn't do anything bad. Doesn't really do anything. Well, that great or notable either. And anything that it does do good, Tony Hawk also does good and arguably better. And Tony Hawk was on, like, game four at this point, three or four at this they point. They would have been, yeah. They would've... I was going to say, they would have been deep into the series. Yeah. Point. I don't think Underground had... Had Underground come out at this point? Uh, what, if, what if you, Underground was, you said it was O2, right? If Underground hadn't come out yet, it would be, like, a, at least, like, two, one or two years. So it was, it was right around the un, when the Underground franchise was happening. So, like, yeah, like, this... I see a lot of like a lot of potential in the idea of the story, the idea of a guy chasing after this band that he loves to try to save them, is a cool idea. There's so this, just no follow up in the game that really makes mm-hmm. that story worthwhile. So this came out the same year as Pro Skater Four, and then Underground was the year after. Okay, so yeah, 
So yeah, we're we're deep in the Tony Hawk franchise. And while I was playing this, all I was thinking about was like, man, I could really go back to play some cool borders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which was my uh, skateboarding, snowboarding, extreme type of sport game that I played a ton as a kid. I mean, this game really wants, wants to make me go back to Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 which I played a little bit uh, when it first came out, and I meant to buy afterwards, uh, but I forgot. Yeah, if you, if you notice, we haven't talked a lot about the game itself because yeah, it is very much, it's just Tony Hawk. It's Tony Hawk, but you're playing as a dude with a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup haircut on a scooter. Named Wasabi. And there are eight yeah. unlockable characters in the game. There are ten levels? I think it's ten. I believe so. But like mm-hmm. Tony Hawk... Uh, you have to unlock the major all of them except for the first one, which g- give, this is just a nitpick on a lot of games for me. Give two or three levels at the beginning. Don't yeah, just drop the first yeah. one. Like again, I'm gonna go back to Cool Borders. Uh, had I think ten mountains, eight mountains, but the first three were always unlocked. Like you start yeah. off with the first three. Yeah, having just one level unlocked to begin with is not great. It would kind of be like playing a fighting game with a roster of, say, 18 characters, and you're only allowed to pick, like, four. It's like, yes. you have to, st- even even with the characters on this, it's like, you have to start with the first two. And characters are unlocked by races, not necessarily doing stuff. So, like, it's just similar to when we were covering uh, Gundam and mm-hmm. uh, with the unlockable characters in that game. And it's like... We talked about it. Making your unlockable something that is something that you want to achieve instead of feeling like a grind is really important. Like, it needs to feel like an achievement. And none of these things necessarily felt like an achievement. It was more like, oh, I'm oh, going to have to. Oh, I did the thing. Yeah. And that's that's a little bit unfortunate in this game. I do think, uh, you know, for a definite positive, I actually really liked a lot of the environments and the ideas in the environments. The first world is kind of a horror land. You fight uh, Frankenstein's monster and Igor. See, I I actually disagree. But that's only because, so the first level is like kind of horror themed. And then the, the level immediately after that is an amusement park. I enjoyed the amusement park level way more than the horror one because there's just so much more mm-hmm. color in that level, and I was, I was, I said it multiple times while I was playing it. Why wasn't this the first level? I thought, I thought making the horror-themed one the first, where it's all dark and kind of grimy looking, and everything's kind of, it, it just didn't, it didn't feel right as a first level. That's fair. I still really like the idea, and I know Thomas, while we were playing, talked about appreciating uh, the the horror aesthetic to it. Because you just don't see that very often in yeah. these sort of games. Uh, just having it be in the first level, I kind of appreciate. I'm not going to say it was the right decision to make. Because there is a reason why so many games start with, you know, the cartoony level or the colorful level or whatever. And then move on to mm-hmm. the uh, horror stuff later on. But there were cool like, things. I, honestly, I think a good example is actually Gex. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever mm-hmm. played the original one, the first level is horror themed. So interesting. And in the second game, you choose whether you want the cartoony level or the horror level first. Nice. Also, just real quick, you can take this as a positive, negative. I don't give a shit. I'll take it as a positive. By God, this is the most early two thousands game we've played. It is. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like this, uh, the sound, the soundtrack in this once so bad to be uh the tony hawk soundtrack and none of like the bands on on 
on here and the songs on here, I mean, they're fine, but they sure as hell ain't no Gold Goldfinger or uh, Primus or any of them. I, uh, I, the comment that popped into my head while going through it was like, man, this movie wants to be uh, uh, the first Daredevil movie. Soundtrack, <laughs> like that's that's the soundtrack that this movie, this game wants to be is just that. Yeah. Uh, but actually, yeah, the soundtrack was pretty solid. Like, it, none of the music felt off. Like, it all fit kind of the worlds. I enjoyed the music. It, it, it worked well, even if, you know, none of the, like, bands were necessarily big or, like, great, you know, popular songs. Yeah, they I mean, all they all worked. They all felt like, you know, kind of a little bit of, like, knockoff versions of songs that you've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much one of those uh, soundtracks where you do the Snoop Dogg meme and just like, who? But uh, I enjoyed most of the songs. Maybe it is because I have sort of a bias for that early 2000s pop punk ass mm-hmm. bullshit. But uh, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I, mind that. I think there's a little bit of an element of with the studio probably not having tremendous amount of money that they yeah. probably went to some smaller bands. I don't know how indie or like that sort of thing, but smaller level bands. So good for them that they got, you know, a payday here for, you know, getting a, to make to make a game and put their music on a game. And I'm sure, you know, if it had sold, probably if it sold better, that might have made some of their careers, you know. Yeah, it yeah. might be in a Maybe lot of ways. Maybe we would still be hearing from Zoinks. <laughs> uh, but I, I think in overall, like, the music really did fit the game. And that I might be the biggest positive, I think, it, for the game. It is, did fit, but at the same time, it did kind of feel like they just went up to, like, their local Bowling for Super Green Day uh, cover bands that were playing out of their garage and were like, hey, want to be in a video game? I think that's cool. Like, that's a cool thing. Like, that's a good yeah. thing, actually. Like, you know, it, they finding smaller... If, if These bands all sound good and you found them. That's Sweet. Fair. Like, if, I, I, I think that's I guess, a real positive. I guess I can't... I guess I can't uh, like, if... If there are people that discovered Zoinks out of playing this game and they ended up getting a couple more, selling a couple more CDs, I guess I can't call that a bad thing. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the controls? They worked. That's really it. They're fine. They yeah, just kind of, they, yeah. That's I, what, that's what I, it, that's what I, it, they kind of play into what I said at the beginning is that they function, but they don't really do anything more than that. I think. And there's no evidence of this, so this may not be true, but this is definitely there. It feels like this game was designed on the PlayStation 2 and then ported over the GameCube. That's the control feeling that it has. It's like, it feels like the layout of the buttons is a PlayStation 2, but then put onto the GameCube. That's probably the case, seeing as how all the supplemental material we could find was mostly for the PS2 version. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, that, that is something that I was like, ah, it's not bad controls, but it didn't really gel with the GameCube controller like I feel like it should have. Although, speaking of the control set, uh, 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 there is a sticking point that we should bring up. Um, game developers, put your control, put a list of controls in the game, in a menu, in anything where we can find them so that we're not going in blind. That is, especially as a lot of games... And this, you know, you're not going to necessarily have the foresight for this. You're not necessarily going to sit back, oh, my game in 20 years, you might not have the manual, you know, mm-hmm. and now that manuals don't exist in games anymore, so that's why they're always on games. But, like, that's something, like, even back in the day, it's like, 
your game you're hoping is going to be around and played for a long time. Yeah. They may not have the manual. It's okay to put a little menu. I mean, I appreciate that this game had menus. We've played multiple games recently <laughs> without have, menus, yeah, so I'm going to appreciate that. Um, but, but I mean, when 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 we're when we're praising the game for like the bare minimum that all games should include, that's not a good. We game. played lower than the bare minimum, Mason. We have. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, and and actually, I will say like. We've, we've played a lot of, like, mediocre menus this season uh, or kind of, like, low-level UI. This game actually has pretty good overall. Like, everything yeah. is... It, yeah. it looked clean and it's, neat. It's bright. It's colorful. It catches your eye. So, mm-hmm. so like, they're at least they got that right. Uh, men, yeah. You know, all those things right. It has multiple modes, arcade, story, uh, practice, and... Uh, co-op. Yeah, there was a co-op story. Mode. We did not try the co-op, but it... It just felt... I, I, I personally felt like it would have just been the same thing, but with two people on the screen. Yeah. Which doesn't... And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of really with... Add to I'm, I'm kind of with Mason. That doesn't exactly appeal to me. Like, it's it, it's the same... Re- I like... Uh, it's the same reason why I feel like the Tony Hawk games don't really need split screen because mm-hmm. you're, you're just doing the same unless thing. you're doing races or competitions yeah exactly you pick the call mode just transforms into a different game entirely what the fuck <laughs> what do you, you mean his... up and it's a 2d scroller what do you mean his scooter turned into a gun <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna kill you with the power of friendship and this scooter i found i so that just sounds like he's gonna roll up to you and it's like oh what are you gonna do hit me with the scooter yeah <laughs> but yeah it just you wouldn't hit a guy with a scooter would you <laughs> that's, I think that's the biggest thing we can take away from this game. Man, I wish I was playing a different game. Like, that's just the biggest thing. Like, And it's not because the game is bad. It's just that everything it does is done better in other games. In other games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which is just... I, I think if they, they had really worked to differentiate themselves in some way, this game would have stuck out more, maybe sold more, but it just kind of feels like just a generic... It's kind of like, Mom, can I have a Tony Hawk? We have a Tony, have Hawk, a Tony Hawk at the at home, home, and that's what this, you've got here. Yes, that is the perfect way to describe this game, is that World Tour is Tony Hawk at home. Was there anything else that like stuck out for you guys in the game? I mean, I did like that there were that uh, um, stuff that you could interact with in the um, in the environment that like stayed changed. Uh, I did like I because I, I thought when I because like in the first in the horror theme level there's a big statue that falls over that you can grind on and I was kind of like oh crap are we gonna have to do that every single time to get to have that be there and you didn't it stayed fall fall down which I I did like that is true that is actually something really good that a lot of games don't do that and if they had the budget to actually do something with that. That I would have probably have appreciated it more. The idea of yeah, grinding on, uh, you know, your grind, you knock a lever and you open up a new room that you can do in, and it doesn't reset every time. You can go into that for the next time. So, like, that is actually really good game development. It, it just, unfortunately, when you get in the in room, game. there's not a lot in yeah, there. there's not a lot. It kind of reminds me of a lot of the game World Blade, I believe is what it's called, or Wind Blade, where it's basically Tony Hawk, but... You're on a hoverboard. Mm, yes, I've heard. Of and this I've game. heard that game's actually pretty solid, and it reminds me a lot of this. 
to the point where I thought that it was the same game. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, we're covering that? No, it's this. Nope, you got bamboozled. We played I mean, a bad game instead. At different times, I think all of us thought this game was different than what it was. I, uh, I, when I initially got it, I thought it was a uh, motor, like it was a, like a motorized uh, water skis, was how I thought this game like, was. I, at first. I was expecting hoverboards. <laughs> so. But, but we got scooters instead. Which is kind of indicative of hoverboards in real life. <laughs> I wanted a hoverboard. I got a scooter instead. Uh, the reason those damn things exist is because someone was like, shit, it's 2015. We gotta make Back to the Future 2 come true somehow. And Jaws isn't gonna get 30... Isn't gonna get 33 more sequels in two years. Hey, hey, Tony, take the handlebars off, off of that uh, <laughs> off of that segue. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it it just it is a game, and and that I think is its complement that it it functions, it works. There's nothing that's like, oh my gosh, you can't like it doesn't have any barrier to entry. It doesn't have any uh, like it's not hard. It's not there. It functions. Unfortunately, that's kind of where it stops that's on what it, it does. Like that's all it does. So like it, it is a game. It is a game. Yeah. On this podcast, we like to ask two important questions of every game that we play. The first is, how does this game hold up? Perfectly. (laughs) And you want to know I'm dead serious? And you want to know why? Because I'm 80% sure, like every other game, like several other games we've played here, this had the exact same problems back then it has now. That's fair. I am willing to bet. Probably. Probably. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I think for for me i'm gonna say it doesn't really hold up not because i actually do agree with you it's it hasn't gained any extra problems but as i kind of said earlier more tony hawks came out yeah more games came out in this sort of vein and were better and got better and so like well well better is uh is uh, you still had good you still were playing them they were still fun and and they were better you know and then you got snow skater five and then Different snowboarding games came out. You had different things like that that were all around. And so, like, as you get further away, there are really good games in this same genre that are better. This game kind of gets further and further away. So, like, it's kind of, yeah, it holds up, but also it doesn't because... Because Tony Hawk. There's, you know, not to steal from Mason all the time. There's just not really a reason to play this game in yeah, the year 2023. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like there's just not much of a reason to. Yeah. This game and holding up gets along about as well as this game and not holding up. It's, what? It's to say it doesn't. But it, 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 that is, though, an interesting thing for us. Like, there is nothing in this game that, like, when we think about bad games in, like, the 90s and 2000s, there's none of those cliches that we, like, usually say, like, you know, oh, its camera is, you know, awful. Oh, it has controls that don't work. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it glitches and you can't play. Like, yeah, like all those that, things that, that, actually still are fine. Like, but yeah, it's like I said earlier, it, this game doesn't do anything bad. But that's kind of all it does. So like, it, it has to on some level hold up because it is an incredibly playable game and like, it still works. It's just, I don't know why I would seek it out. And that's more than you can say about other games, for sure. But mm-hmm. Oh, a ton. And at so, the like, same time. It is it is kind of the epitome of as IGN gave it a five out of ten game. It's very much yeah, it's pretty much how I feel. It's very much the it's five a out of ten. Two point five out of five, five out of ten. Uh, one thumb up, one thumb sideways up, 
fine. <laughs> Two thumbs sideways. <laughs> Two thumbs sideways. Uh, but the second question we ask of every game that we play, would you like to see a remake or a reimagining of this game in a modern setting? If so... If we're if if this game were to get a remake, it would probably be along the same lines as like Pro Skater One Plus Two, where it's like all the same environments and everything, just made to look pretty. And if that's how they did it, even then I'm I I'm just like no, not really. I mean, cool anime graphics. You could like like because they're clearly going for like an anime feel of the characters. See, you I, could I, you could I, make it real stylized I from would, it. I would enjoy it if they did something like that. I don't necessarily think this game deserves a remake or reimagining or whatever, but if they did it, I would like for them to lean more into that early 2000s cartoon style, mm-hmm. you know, make it really sharp, have those thick outlines, kind of like the original Teen Titans series, because that's the kind of visual I kind of mm-hmm. visualized, visual, visual, I visualized, <laughs> visual I saw them going for. So. And, the, the, and the thing is, maybe not this game specifically, but I think... The general idea of Tony Hawk, but with uh, but with scooters, isn't necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any reason that Tony Hawk should have a monopoly on these type of games. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't want it to be this game exactly. Maybe that maybe a game with similar ideas. If if somebody wanted to make an another Tony Hawk, but scooters game and took like one or two ideas from this game while making it different and better i wouldn't be against it i wouldn't be outwardly seeking it out or anything i wouldn't be excited for it but i wouldn't be against it i guess i think in the end like do i want to remake of this game no i i, I don't that, that that's true but like could you re- reimagine it I, I really feel like you could um, as I said, take it, make make it really stylistic. Make the give a sense of speed to it. Uh, so maybe less of a remake and more of like a sequel uh, yeah. that takes kind of the ideas of it. I mean, you know, a twenty year old sequel to a a franchise that not many people played from a developer that doesn't, doesn't exist, exist anymore. anymore. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if Kale the Kangaroo got a got a reboot. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. If, if we got age. if we got a new Bubsy game, anything's possible. I just I think there is something here. There's a really interesting story idea that if it really played up on it and it stylized it and it, it went maybe less from the Tony Hawk sports kind of game and more of in the adventure aspect of it that you're still doing tricks and going off and doing things, but there are ways to make cool combos that that's how you're beating people, that's how you're fighting, like. Really, but you really have to like imagine and like take a lot of like new ideas to kind of make that. And so, like, it, it's just something that like I think is there. They just didn't have the capabilities to make it then. I would kind of enjoy it if you know, obviously, we've kind of I think this game would actually be kind of fun if they took that idea of a roadie having to rescue their favorite rock band from like an evil scientist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe did something different with it, like you were saying. Like, maybe not Tony Hawk. Maybe have some of those elements in there, but also, like, maybe it's more of, like, (laughs) maybe the scientists turned them all into monsters or something, and you gotta find the cures through, like, either platforming or kind of open-world exploration or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
or uh, yeah, I think something like that where it uh, it does take on more of an adventure stuff, but you constantly have your scooter on you. I think that'd be kind of fun to see that. Like imagine, like imagine, like you're in a, like a boss fight, like Doctor Crazy Person McGee uh, drops <laughs> like a monster in like a half pipe, and you're having to do tricks back and forth, and each combo is giving you damage to them and you're slowly like trying to take it down and trying to do new combos to get there maybe there's a time limit maybe there's not you're just trying to do different things to take down monsters and you have different combos to go through it there's things that could be done with it if there had real like foresight i guess or real like you know invested in trying to make something really unique and new and i think that's where this game just falls forward it's short in a lot of ways and why a sequel would work or, you know, reimagining that really did is that you have to fully embrace doing something different in, in, with it that isn't just a Tony Hawk ripoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that is World Tour. What do you guys think? Uh, have you played it? Do you like it? Do you think we're being too harsh on it or maybe we're being too lenient on it? Well, you can tell us by sending us an email to bleep you playing at gmail.com that's bleep you playing at gmail.com or if you'd like us to play a game maybe something tony hawk related or in this sort of vein you can by subscribing to our patreon at the super bleephead tier that's patreon.com slash what the bleep patreon.com slash what the bleep if you subscribe to our regular tier of patreon now you can actually do it with a seven-day trial Try before you decide you actually want to support us. That's perfectly okay. Patreon.com slash what the bleep. Listen to our what the bleep you're watching and decide, oh, I don't want to listen to these numb nuts anymore. <laughs> or maybe you decide to do. Who knows? Yeah, try before you buy. Who knows? But yeah, we'll be back with uh, something a little more retro and a lot more fun. I liked it.